Hello, and welcome to the Press Gallery interview. I'm your host, education reporter Janet French. It's Wednesday, February 13th, 2019, and with me today in the studio, I have, you will never guess which minister. David Egan. It's David Egan, the education minister. How are you today? I'm, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, thanks so much for coming in. So I've seen you traveling across the province a lot. I mean, you do usually, but yeah. it seems like every day in my inbox, there's another David Egan makes an appearance notification lately yeah. since Christmas. What's going on? Well, you know, I think it's a continuation of what I've been doing since the day I was uh, appointed Minister of Education. Uh, it's a very large ministry, and it's a super big province. And we've been um, introducing a lot of um, reforms and innovations uh, across the province. So it's important for me to be in every corner of Alberta, and uh, I have done so. I am, you know, we've built more than um, 200 schools, for example. Um, you know, the curriculum work has been keeping me occupied and traveling. So yeah, I put a lot of kilometers on my car. Speaking of those kilometers, legend has it that you enjoy listening to reggae music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I must say, yeah. I mean, I, um, well, I, I still am, I guess, a musician, um, you know, perhaps not playing very much at the moment. But yeah, I mean, uh, when you're traveling, uh, you it's nice to have music that uh, is consistent, regardless if you're in high level or in uh, Cardston, Alberta. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's the way I chill. So if you were to choose a reggae song that defined your time so far as education minister, what would it be? Wow. Well, um, you know, when, as we're getting closer to election time, a, a song that always pops back into my head is um, Small Axe by uh, Bob Marley, right? And so it's a, you, if you're a big, big tree, I am a small axe. So, you know, New Democrats, I guess we're not so small anymore, but, uh, you know, taking on uh, fighting for people, you know, taking on uh, the issues that need to happen and uh, um, small acts always inspires me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I don't know that one, but I'll have to give it a listen oh, yeah. later on. I listen to you talk a lot and I've noticed that, you know, more and more, the closer we get to an election, you do mention a certain Jason Kenney quite yeah. often. So I have a challenge for you in this interview because we want to hear about your ideas yeah, you and not the UCP. Of course. Can we get through it where you say Jason Kenney's name two times or fewer? Challenge on. Challenge accepted. And I'm going to make a buzzer sound if they're... Well, I got two though, right? <laughs> you got two. You got two. It's fair game because he's not here to defend himself or to, to explain his perspective. So we yeah. got to be fair. Okay. Uh, so one of the major files that you have tackled, like you mentioned already, is the revamping of the K-12 curriculum. Yeah. How much of an election issue do you think that's going to be? Because there are some people who had some concerns about the process or were worried there wasn't going to be enough like history-related content in it. I, I, I'm not sure how much of an election issue it is, but certainly it's captured the imagination of people right across the province. And people um, knew that it was long overdue and that we needed to strengthen uh, mathematics and uh, communication skills, critical thinking, and so forth, and build some content continuity into the curriculum between subject areas and between grade levels as well. So, so um, yeah, the process has been very transparent and very uh, ambitious for sure. You see the K-4 prototype up on our website now and uh, we will start field testing this year. So yeah, I mean, uh, we I actually made a point of making it super transparent so we had a conversation, not just about the curriculum, but about education in general too, because I believe that it's important to remind ourselves of how important education is to not just uh, our children and mathematics and language arts and all that, but, uh, you know, helping to build society and to build a, a strong province for now and for the future. Which reminds me that we're still waiting for an implementation plan. That's what school boards and teachers are always asking. How are we going to 
how are we going to do this? How are we going to prepare all these teachers to teach this new material? Yeah. Got, any, um, got well, any updates there? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, we will make sure that we support the implementation of the curriculum every step of the way. It's absolutely necessary. And I've learned from watching other provinces where they've not done such a great job um, in terms of professional development, in terms of making sure that um, kids and administration and teachers and parents are all ready for this. And so, you know, we are going to make sure that as, let's say, the K-4 is um, field tested, that we start making tweaks uh, based on the information we get from the field testing and uh, start uh, the professional development uh, part of the whole thing. Um, I'm really excited about the curriculum as well because it is a digital platform that's interactive in both official languages. And so I think it'll be a, a meeting place for people to exchange best practices and to uh, give us updates and uh, constructive criticism of how we can make it better. So they can actually submit feedback like right on the website, online, yeah. or talk yeah, to other absolutely. teachers online about it? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, oh, all of those okay. things. Yeah. So if curriculum may not be such an election issue, it seemed like there was a bit, you know, there was some political brouhaha about it you know, maybe a year or two ago, haven't heard so much lately. What what do you predict would be the big issue in education as we approach the election? Well, you know, I think Albertans are facing a clear choice generally if this next election. And I think education really shines a light on what that clear choice is. Um, for example, over these last four years, even during an ec economic downturn, um, we made sacrifices in other areas to make sure that we continued to fund for enrollment in uh, the province of Alberta. And lo and behold, I mean, again, it's a sign of the resilience and uh, optimism for the future here in the province that our enrollment uh, continues to lead the country and uh, is growing um, every single year. For example, this fall, I would expect at least 15,000 more kids to show up in our schools um, in the fall ready to learn. And, you know, you can't deal and uh, deal a, a proper education for kids if you don't fund that. And, um, you know, I've heard um, people say, like Jason Kenney, that's one, that's one. Um, <laughs> say that uh, he would freeze um, the budget. But, you know, for education, a freeze is a cut. That means that 15,000 kids um, are not uh, getting the resources that they need to learn. So just stepping out of education for a second, one thing we've been tracking here, my colleagues at the, at the, over at the ledge have been counting to see how many candidates are nominated from each party. And there's still quite a, quite a few blank spaces for NDP nominations. What's going on there? Um, well, you know, we're in the midst of an elect, uh, the election period, right? The legislation um, from February 1st to May 31st. And so I think we're you know, on track to um, where we want it to be in regards to candidates. I think we have about two-thirds now. And it's really important now more than ever to make sure that we are uh, vetting uh, candidates and getting the very best ones that we can have, right? We see, um, you know, cases of um, uh, candidates from other parties that, uh, you know, they flame out and when you find out some uh, things about their past or about their uh, so forth that are, uh, you know, inappropriate, right? And so we've been working hard to make sure we find the best candidates and uh, the process is ongoing. And um, yeah, we're in pretty good shape. I mean, I have done this before, right? I was first elected in 2004 and certainly, um, you know, we're in a very strong position uh, more than we ever have been. What kind of vetting are they doing? Like, how do you how do you do that? How do you suss out whether a candidate is 
Well, you go through, I mean, I think you go, you you know, in this day and age of, uh, with social media, you go through um, that, right? Um, People, what they've done and, uh, and, uh, you know, and talking about them to, talking with them to, to ensure that they are uh, running for the right reasons and, uh, and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a process that all parties go through. Uh, We take it uh, very seriously and you can learn from, uh, you know, perhaps uh, um, some not so great things from other places, uh, other parties that, uh, you know, you have to take that seriously. The the public demands it as well. So we're hearing lots of questions about all parties' platforms. What's going to be in their? What election promises are they going to make? What's going to be in their platforms? What what does a second term NDP government want to do in education that we may not have seen in the first term? Well, again, uh, platform is built um, on, a, on as we speak, right? But I think that you can judge both myself and our government on our actions in regards to education. Uh, I'm very proud of how we have met the needs, capital needs of um, first new schools. And uh, since I've been minister, we have completed 169 projects and we have about 240 on, on the go altogether. So those were elementary schools and some junior high schools. So, of course, the natural progression is that these kids will continue into high school, right? So, we still need to build schools here in the province. We're growing. It's something we can be proud of. And uh, I, 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 again, based on my actions in regards to funding for enrollment, right, absolutely necessary to ensure that we are having teachers and support staff and everyone to help kids along. And uh, like I say, there's going to be 15,000 more kids showing up this next fall. And there'll be 15 or more the next year after that too and the year after that. So um, I think funding for enrollment is um, something that's important. Um, important very, like you're committing to fund for enrollment? Well, again, you know, we're, we'll, we'll release our platform over time. But I, people have to start building their you know, budgets uh, on a local level too. Um, we have um, the Classroom Improvement Fund. Uh, I'm very proud of how we have that for a second year now, and it has allowed school boards to hire teachers and support staff to to help kids. Um, I like the direction that it's going in, and uh, I think that we need to make sure that that there's surety and long-term stable funding in general for school boards and for uh, schools so that they can make plans for the future. Again, the curriculum is a uh, six-year process that we're in the midst of now, and it's very important to continue with that. I believe that there's there's high expectations to improve um, mathematics and uh, communication skills, um, critical thinking skills as well, um, numeracy. We have a financial literacy element that I'm super excited about. We're including coding um, in that uh, curriculum, and so that's and computational pros- thinking. Excuse me? Computational thinking. Yes. I only just learned what that meant like six months ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's sort of, um, we have it built into the K-4 as a sort of a precursor to the coding element that we will do later. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, I found it uh, very disturbing. I think most Albertans that, um, you know, Jason Kenny, that's number two, um, <laughs> said that he would put this process into the shredder, right? And, uh, you know, I think that's obviously- Well, he said, okay. He said yeah. that if it contained any hint of indoctrination, right. then he would put it in the shredder. Yeah. To be clear. I mean, so again, you know, I mean, um, politicizing the uh, 
curriculum process. You know, I find that offensive. Um, you know, we uh, are working with hundreds of people literally building this curriculum. And, uh, you know, the whole thing of I've had to defend, you know, the people that are doing it as well. You know, I mean, um, people turned it into this kind of, sort of combination of a witch hunt and, uh, you know, hyper uh, politicization. And I found that to be deeply offensive. Hmm. Okay. Well, on a serious, less serious note, I am... Um for this podcast, I tried to find a magic eight ball and um, I couldn't. And apparently they don't make them anymore because oh, they leak. Them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we, I went to a toy store even and they're like, no, no. So but uh, there's an app for that. And I did find a magic eight ball app. OK, so I'm going to ask the magic eight ball an important question. OK, great. Uh, will David Egan be the next education minister of Alberta? Tapping the magic eight ball. Uh oh, it says no. What? Oh, oh no. Bummer. Um, <laughs> and that only has one choice on it. Don't I can worry, see that. We're going to do it again because because all teenagers just keep shaking the magic eight ball until they get the answer they want anyway, right? <laughs> right. So, okay. So, bad news you're not the next education minister. The good news is I'm going to let you choose your successor from another party. Who do you choose and why? Well, you know, it's hard to know um, who's going to win. I mean, uh, you know, we're running a pretty, we're going to run a pretty strong campaign. So I think I, I'm, I'm going to go fair play. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, adapt your question a little bit. You know, someone who I've been working with a lot, nurturing along, and um, he represents the future because he's young and the leadership for, can be right now for uh, young people. And so I'm going with Thomas Dang. With who? Thomas Dang. Thomas Dang. Absolutely. Thomas Dang, Dang for education minister. You bet. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, he's he's ready. Oh, okay. What? what uh, why would you choose him? What's um, what attribute makes him a good? Uh, uh, well, he's he, you know he's young. Um, he's uh, super smart, and uh, you know he provides a role model for young people to aspire to uh, to leadership, right? And um, he takes instruction well. You know, if I'm not the minister, probably he you know he listens to me quite a lot, mm -hmm. so that would be a helpful yeah. element as well. And uh, you know, and he's really good at math. Well, that seems relevant Absolutely. to your goals here. Uh, you are running again, right? I don't even think I explicitly asked that. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've okay. already been nominated. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't be trotting you around the province if uh, yeah. you weren't running again, right? No, I'm, so. not, I'm, I'm in, man. Okay. I'm going to ask the eight ball again. Who will be the next? Will David Egan be the next Minister of Education in Alberta? Don't ask. Well, I did ask. Okay, I'm doing it again. All right. Uh, the answer is yes. Okay. Ooh, that's All much right. more affirmative, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, I've, I've been really proud of um, this job. Um, it's, 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 it's uh, remarkable in lots of ways. Um, you know, I was, I was surprised how many things needed to be done. Right? And, and again, no um, affront to people in the past, right? But um, there were so many education ministers. They were changing them you know, every few months. Like their uh, socks, basically. Well, yeah. you know, and so for me to be able to dig in and be there for, you know, almost four years now, I could really get down to, like I say, building those schools, getting the curriculum on the go, and, um, you know, instituting long-term stable funding. So, I mean, I look in the mirror and I see that I've aged a bit as a result of being the <laughs> Minister of Education, but I've never... I can't I've, see any gray hair on this man, for yeah, the record. I've never... Um, I've never done some, something so remarkable in my life, and I'm just I'm very grateful for all the support that I've had from um, the ministry, from the department, and from from uh, thousands of uh, kids and teachers. And do you want to keep the portfolio if you had a choice? 
Well, you know, I'm a pretty good. Um, I'm a team player, right? And so uh, I, I, I'll, I'll take whatever is uh, needed, right? But, I mean, I really like it a lot, and you know, I've got the hang of it now, and uh, I know many of the intricacies, and I've built those relationships. For example, you know, just the amount of school boards, right? The 63 mm-hmm. school boards and all the charters and uh, francophones, privates. I mean, you know, I've built good relationships with a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind keeping on. Thank you. Welcome. So much for coming here today. David Egan is the Minister of Education and the MLA for Edmonton Calder. Thank you so much for joining us on the Press Gallery interview. Well, thank you. I can't wait to listen to it. (laughs) That's all the time we have for today. You can subscribe to the Press Gallery. You get two episodes a week, the interview and our fascinating Friday panel. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, lots of other places wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions or feedback, you can email me at jfrench at postmedia.com or get at me on Twitter at jantafrench. Thanks for listening. <laughs>